Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for giving us the ability to hear from you directly, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for putting people inside our lives, Lord, that we can learn from, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for making our day blessed, Lord, as we go about our day, Lord, and just mm-hmm. putting your blessing upon us, Lord, and telling us everything that we need to do, Lord. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. In somebody name we pray, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the Word and in the book of Acts. And this morning, we are moving forward into chapter 24. So could I get a volunteer to read verses 1 through 21, please? I will. All right, Layla. Now, after five days, Ananias, the high priest, came down with the elders and a certain orator named Tertullus. These gave evidence to the governor against Paul. And when he was called upon, Tertullus began his accusation, saying, Seeing that through you we enjoy great peace and prosperity is being brought to this nation by your foresight, we accept it always and in all places, most notable Felix, with all thankfulness. Nevertheless, not to be tedious to you any further, I beg you to hear by your courtesy a few words from us. For we have found this man a plague, a creator of dissension among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to profane the temple, and we seized him and wanted to judge him according to our law. But the commander, Lysias, came by and with great violence took him out of our hands, commanding his accusers to come to you. By examining him yourself, you may ascertain all these things of which we accuse him. And the Jews also assented, maintaining that these things were so. Then Paul, after the governor had nodded to him to speak, answered, Inasmuch as I know that you have been for many years a judge of this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself, because you may ascertain that it is no more than twelve days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship, and they neither found me in the temple disputing with anyone, nor inciting the crowd, either in the synagogues or in the city. Nor can they prove the things of which they now accuse me. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. Now after many years I came to bring alms and offerings to my nation, in the midst of which some Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, neither with the mob nor with tumult. They ought to have been here before you to object if they had anything against me, or else let not those who are here themselves say if they found any wrongdoing in me while I stood before the council." Unless it is for this one statement which I cried out standing among them concerning the resurrection of the dead, I am being judged by you this day. Amen. Well, at this time, we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. And, of course, to ask any questions that you might have. 
So who would like to begin? Um, I will. All right, honey, honey. I, I thought it was interesting that at this point when they come to Felix, um, now they've hired an orator <laughs> to compete with Paul's ability to speak. And I just, I found that humorous mm-hmm. um, almost because if when we look back at the, the previous chapter, they were talking for themselves, right? And then um, now here they have someone and he's going through all the pleasantries, the, the flattery, um, you know, all of the things to try to win <laughs> favor, but to also speak eloquently to compare with what the Lord had given Paul in speech. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, because they couldn't just... St- counter-accuse directly, right? Isn't that usually the the human nature of things, right? Deny, deny, counter-accuse, <laughs> right? What, I mean, you see all these things play out right here. Do you even to accuse the Romans mm-hmm. of violating law mm-hmm. and, and being principles? being violent towards them. Exactly. And, and interfering with matters that, again, as I said, were law, as the Romans had given them liberty, to, to put to death people that had violated the temple. Mm-hmm. So they were saying, hey, we were, you know, rightly and justly going to to carry out what you've given us permission mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. but then you interfered. Mm-hmm. So I, I just find that interesting. You know, of course, you would want to, if you will, do the cat's paws thing. And, well, even though it's coming from them, not be found or not be the one that directly said it. Right again, that's human nature. Mm-hmm. But the Lord knows the thoughts and intents of the heart, he intents does. and intentions. That He does, and He is on the throne and in control. So, mm-hmm. what else? I'd also like to make the observation, though, and tying it to us today, to be sure that we ourselves aren't doing the same things. We appro- approaching God, trying to cover whatever it was that we did, whether it you know, like a sin or something. When we come to him, come truthfully. He already knows what what happened. There's no reason to try to placate to him or try to um, pull the wool over his eyes, as we'd say here in America, because he already knows. So the the best thing and the honest thing is to come with honesty. That shows that you truly have a repentance for what you've done and you truly... um, you respect the, the rules that the Lord has set for the, for repentance and remission of sin, and you're not trying to get one over on him. These these people, the the Pharisees and Tertullus, they were trying to to do the smoke and mirrors, as you call it, Dad. Try to mask what they were trying to do and put the blame on somebody else, Dad. As you mentioned a few moments ago, that. The churches were saying, well, we or the priests were saying that we were going to do what you gave us, the Romans, you gave us ability to do concerning people defiling the law. But you intervened and got in the way. Never mind the fact that they're about to tear Paul to pieces, which is why Lysias came and intervened in the first place. And they were going to, you know, stone him and kill him before the commander was brought down to Jerusalem, as we saw in the previous chapters. But instead of coming truthfully and admitting that they were wrong and repenting, not to Paul or to the Romans, but to God, because that's the only one that that can, Jesus is the only one that can wash away our sins and theirs. That's the only one that matters that we apologize to and we come into alignment with his will. 
instead of doing that, they try to push and persist in their own agenda. And the Lord was just showing me that we need to watch for that today because it can be very easy. And it is very easy for people to go, well, I blame you instead of examining ourselves and going, okay, here's where I, I, I made a mistake, Lord, I'm sorry. Now show me how I can avoid this in the future. They could have easily done that. And so can we. Mm-hmm. And I like how you, you even Amen. softened it when you said, here's where I made a mistake, how, how gently we treat each other. When, when we're accusing someone else, we go, it's your fault. But when we're talking to ourselves, we go, oh, I made a mistake. How gently we change the terms to favor ourselves. But even honestly saying, this is my fault. Being mm-hmm. able to come to God and go, no, this was my fault. I understand they may not have done everything right or, or whatever, but at the end of the day, it couldn't have happened if it, I weren't there, if it wasn't for me. So taking that accountability and having that kind of um, strict um, and honest self-examination. And then once you come before God and go, Lord, it was my fault. I'm sorry. I acknowledge it in the full potency of what it was. Now you can correct the action. But if you go, I, I can't see that. I can't see that. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I, I just made a mistake. Then you miss the power that is held in repentance and the truth of the light of God and the love of God. But when you acknowledge it and then leave it at Jesus's feet, don't go around bashing your head going, Oh, I did it and cutting yourself, right? Which is what pagans do. And I mean, cutting yourself physically or emotionally or spiritually Mm -hmm. re-injuring yourself. Oh, I did this. I feel so terrible about it. Nope. Don't do that either because that's also ungodly. When he's, he said, when we repent, he throws our sins in the sea of forgetfulness when we genuinely repent, now it's under the blood. Now it's gone forever. And then you forget the the memory of it and you walk in the forget the forgetfulness of your sin that the Lord is walking in and you keep moving forward. But you have to do both. You have to acknowledge it and the full weight of what it is. And then you also have to let it go to your Lord and Savior so that you're truly clean when you repent and you just keep, you're able to move forward in strength and joy, but also prevent those things from happening being repeated in your life by your own actions. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. Were you going to say something, darling? Uh, I was. I was. Well, I was going to bring up this this point. We talk often about our love walk and how to walk in love, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's there's another aspect that tends to get, I'll say, not overlooked but twisted. Okay. Right. And, and you hear this a lot, and. I'll say religious circles and churches, right? It talks about the unity of the faith. And, and I bring this up because in verse 9, it says, And the Jews also assented, maintaining that these things were so. Now, this is the elders and those that had traveled with the high priest and Tertullius mm-hmm. in order to present their case, right? So all those people that came were in agreement. They were in unity, But where's the love component? Mm-hmm. And they were they weren't in unity. The the Lord says to to maintain the unity of the spirit, mm-hmm. the spirit of God, not the spirit of the devil. Maintain the unity of the love of God, not the love of flesh. Amen. They were actually here joining in and in unity and bearing false witness. Amen. Because as Paul addressed, where are the people that supposedly saw me? They should have come to accuse me. Or you should have said what you saw me doing, right? The the law tells them that you shall not bear false witness. They were again speeding past 
many laws themselves and breaking them in order to Quote punish unquote, someone uphold for the law. Um, yeah, exactly. To hold to to hold someone else accountable for breaking the law, they break the law themselves, which Paul addresses in Romans and and Galatians and various um, other places. But the agreement, God doesn't want us to agree with wickedness. He said, "Be wise as serpents, but yes, but what harmless, harmless as doves." Okay, mm-hmm. so are they being harmless? No. Are they bearing false witness? Yes. yes. Are they lying in wait? Yes. yes. They're doing all the things that the, that violate the even the spirit of what God was saying or the intention of the heart of God in giving the law. They violate all of that just to go, okay, well, we're unified. We agree on this. So God never intended that we would agree with wickedness and go, we're on one accord. No. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't represent God. But we are supposed to be in unity with the Spirit of God, not grieving the Holy Spirit by behaving and acting unrighteously. Mm -hmm. But we are to agree with the Word of God and the intention of God's heart when He gave um, His Word to us. Promise, did you have something? Oh, yes. Thank you, LaCharles. Well, Slila had said that um, Tertullus and the other people are using flattering speech and trying to use nice words to um, get their point across and try to make it seem as though they weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. The Lord remind me of Proverbs 24, verse 7, and it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. It then also... Um, Proverbs 27, verse 14. He who blesses friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning will be counted a curse to him. And so the Lord's reminding with these people how they're trying to use flattering speech and trying to make it seem as though they're inside of the right and trying to mask what they're doing. And the Lord is also showing me that what they say seems to matter on the outside really matters how they feel inside their heart if they feel murderous in the inside that's what's going to come out and what how they speak and if they try to mask it it will become obvious and you can also see that in um proverbs 26 24 and 20 24 to 26 he who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself when he speaks kindly, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Through his, though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. Amen. Mm-hmm. And don't forget 27. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls mm-hmm. a stone will have it roll back on him. So basically the trap that you set for someone else, especially through deceit and um, trickery, you laying in wait, you will be trapped in it yourself. We saw that with Sosthenes a few chapters back, right? Yes. He took Paul to get beaten and then turned around. He ended up getting beaten. But out of that, the Lord was able to convert him. And we see him later on, a brother and um, one who came into fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we don't rejoice over that. We don't rejoice when our enemies fall. But just still understanding so that we don't find ourselves being that person that digs a trap for someone else. 
and that we don't worry when other people dig a trap for us because the Lord has already stated this is how the spiritual laws work. Amen. And he's fighting on our behalf. He's against those who are against us and for those who are for us, just like he said to Abraham all the way back in Genesis. And there's nothing new under the sun, right? Mm-hmm. So what do we see here, even in, in Paul's defense? When Paul's defending himself, everything that he is being accused of is actually are actually things that those that were against the Lord or in opposition to the Lord and I'll say in and through Paul are the things that they have done, n- not just in the most recent events, but you see this pattern throughout mm-hmm. all the places where the Lord has sent Paul to minister to the people. Mm-hmm. So they're accusing him of the exact things that they have done and are doing. Projection. <laughs> <laughs> right? But but no, but we, um, and I bring this up because, again, like I said, there's nothing new under the sun. And yes, we see it and we're, we're reading about it. We don't see it because we're not there, obviously. But mm-hmm. we read about it here in Scripture then, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the turn of the, the century, you know what I mean? Um, from B.C. to A.D. and, you know, the first church, right? Mm-hmm. But here we can... You can examine this throughout your own life and see times where you, no doubt, were in righteousness and and doing things as the Lord had led you, but then were accused by people who are doing the very actions they were accusing you of. You see it in in every form and shape, in government and in business and all these things, lawsuits that are constantly filed. And many times, someone defending themselves has said, I've done none of these things. That's not always the case, right? Mm -hmm. But again, the Lord knows. He's the one that's on the throne. He's the righteous judge. Mm -hmm. And as you said, honey, honey, there are spiritual laws. Those that set a trap for you will fall in themselves. Amen. And, you know, we should keep in mind that, as you said, there's nothing new under the sun. The adversary plays the same tricks over and over. That's why no matter who was chasing Paul, they were all doing and saying this almost identical things because it was the spirit behind Mm -hmm. it. And so because of that, you and I should take courage knowing that our God is on our side and the adversary is already a defeated foe. And you know, as we look at our lives before Jesus Christ, we have no need to be afraid of death. Right. Because the Lord tells us not to be afraid of men who can only kill the body, but instead have deep reverence and respect for and be mindful of the one who can destroy both the soul and the body in hell. But he's not looking for our destruction. He will render to those who are contrary to him their due in the appropriate time. But for us, he will minister to us and the ministering angels are ministering for us so that even if we do lose our life, we have not lost anything. We've gained the presence of the Messiah. Amen. Well, there's a lot in there. So let's just pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for your spirit, Lord. And I, we just thank you that it rests upon us, Lord, and that you have given us everything that we need, Lord, to walk mm-hmm. in all wisdom in every situation, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you that you are there for us, Lord, and that you provide all the knowledge that is needed, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you do so by your Holy Spirit, Lord. Mm-hmm. And we just thank you that he resides in us, Lord, and on us, Lord. 
And Lord, we also just thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, who died on the cross so that way we can have repentance of sin, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on Connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.